Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, should designers, co- no, not really, but we're going to talk about uh, the new fresh face of Framer and all these new features. Uh, we also have a little bit of a rant uh, of Apple Music and Spotify. And we're going to talk about Facebook Live, which was just introduced. And um, we're going to close off with a look at the new trailer for Rogue One, the new Star Wars movie. So tell me more about Framer. I'm I'm pretty excited to know what's what's happening there. All right. So just one disclaimer before we start the discussion. By the time we are recording this, um, the new version of Framer has not yet came out. So uh, I've been fortunate enough, like the Framer dudes were super awesome and they provided me with a beta. So this discussion is going to be informed by my experience, like one hour or two hours with the beta. I just want to clarify that I have not seen any of it. I have no idea what's in the new framer. Yeah, right that's now. why I'm excited about this. So you can get so like we'll first-hand get reaction. Live reaction. That's right. Okay, so uh, just keep that in mind that when we are recording this, uh, it has not come out yet. So maybe some stuff has changed or it's different from the beta I have. So keep that in mind. Um, anyway, with that said, we can just just go through it. Uh, Framer, uh, on a past <laughs> past Thursday, also known as today, um, they've uh, released a new version of like a new web page on their website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, new homepage. New homepage. And that new homepage, uh, they show off their new logo. And we're going to link in the show notes a Drupal shot, like the official Drupal shot for the logo. Uh, in that still that that homepage we have a countdown till the release and the only tagline we're gonna get is designing with code completely reimagined the new logo looks awesome it does right really like it so they have like on that dribble shot they they show off like the the same logo with the a white and a dark uh, background like i still prefer the dark background i don't know if it's just the ui of the app itself or I don't know, the website, I always associate this with a dark background, but mm-hmm. it works great on the uh, on the white background as well. Yep. And this was designed, I'm assuming, because uh, he was the one who posted this on Dribble. I'm assuming. So this was designed by Benjamin Denbauer. Uh, he's like one of the earliest, or if not the first uh, employee of Framer, I think. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> uh, if not, wow. uh, just let me know and I'll whatever. Uh, yeah, so he's there since the beginning. So anyway, uh, that looks that looks great, and it, it's cool because uh, before this, Framer really didn't had an icon. Uh, I mean, a logo. It only had the app icon. Yeah, it was the app icon, right? Right. Yeah, that's what they actually like. They just use that as the icon, mm. as a logo. Ah, crap. Um, so yeah, now they have now they have a logo, right? Yep. Uh, cool. And this is not their new app icon. Huh. And speaking of app icon, I just sent you a screenshot with the app icon. Let's see. 
Ooh, so there's there's four icons there. Okay, about that, yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, look at the bottom right. I'm going to assume that's the one that's going to ship. Right. Which this would sound silly if, you know, when people are listening to this, but yeah. Well, that's my favorite one. So. Yeah? Yeah. Mine too. Good choice. Mine too. I like the dark one, but yeah. So these are the icons that I found in the app, uh, the app bundle, right? Mm-hmm. And... They are like one for the beta, one for just development, uh, one for like previous pre-beta things, the dark one, <laughs> and the, right. the, the, the one that actually ships with the app. So yeah, if you go to the resources in the app bundle, that's what you get. Uh, but yeah, giving the name, the naming of the files, I'm going to assume that the, that the, the white square with the blue square behind it is the, the one that's going to ship. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like it still looks framery, if that's even a thing, right? <laughs> uh, still have the the squares uh, <laughs> piled up, yep. uh, and uh, you have the new logo. So it looks very fresh. Like it looks modern. Right. I really like the look it's, of it. It looks very stripy. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, in a sense. I guess it's the gradients, the blue gradients. Uh-huh. Um, stripe. The design. The stripe is. It's like a huge reference for me, not just because I think it's the most modern and the most awesome, but it's the one that has stuck to their beliefs in a way. All right. right? It's like it doesn't try they to have follow a very trends. Specific style. They yeah, they have like, yeah, and, and it's like I I respect that a lot, and mm. still looks awesome. Like it goes through iOS seventy phase, material design phase, and it's still it it always looks good no matter what and that's a statement for the mm-hmm. for the design and i don't know i i see framer very much in those lines like it's you know it's not that different from the from the from the past one but right looks very framery very modern very so i'm looking solid. at the old one right now and it it looks a bit old <laughs> once you've seen the new one and that's well, i feel, i find that that's like one of the biggest thing when you're doing a new logo is when you look back at the old one and you feel like ah yeah this looks yeah. kind of old now um, do you remember sketch's old icon uh i'm assuming it's the first shot that they have on dribble Ooh. or is there one prior to that uh i i don't know which i was like basically three squares uh three shades of blue with like a bezier curve it's uh this one Oh, wait. Oh, you were talking about Sketch. Sorry. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, I, yeah, I do now. Doesn't it look like super old? Yes. <laughs> Still looks good. Still looks good, but it's like... Uh. It's it's very chrome. <laughs> Chromey or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, uh, enough with the, the, the visual, the aesthetics. Let's just talk about this whole uh, designing with code reimagined thing i cannot say that word reimagined 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 <laughs> i don't know english uh <laughs> so this is a pretty big st- statement right <laughs> it is honestly from that i'm assuming a very big change oh uh, wait wait that. wait i forgot i want to mention the origami logo icon okay okay <laughs> power of editing uh, <laughs> so before we we move on past the the aesthetics icon and logo, I just have one thing that I like immediately 
saw and I kind of I just want to get it off my chest. <laughs> the logo uh, looks awesome. It's very framer. It's like we're modern. We are cool. Uh, I love it. But it's like it reminds me so much of Origami's icon. Ooh, now that you mention that, it really does. Right? It's like putting them side by side. It's like uh, uncomfortably close. I don't think it was done on purpose or anything. But no. it's just like once you see that, you can't unsee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to link that in the show notes. Just scroll on your podcast app whatever that is just look at it just so if you don't remember origami's um icon that's that's it yeah and it's like it's a little bit troublesome for me just because origami is like direct competitor of framers mm -hmm. so if the framer uh logo look a lot like mcdonald's it's like who cares yeah this is origami's it's like mm. <laughs> and it, it, like the, the colors don't help it's still the same colors and it's geometric shapes mm -hmm. like yeah yeah that's a bit unfortunate but honestly that happens all the time you know yeah. like, you're designing something and then <laughs> you you stop for a bit and you look at like a competitor's logo or something and you're like oh crap <laughs> this looks exactly <laughs> the same it's like all right, right back to the drawing board um <laughs> right but yeah but yeah it doesn't take the merit that It's a good logo, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, so let's, let's move on. Uh, aesthetics aside, their tagline is designing with code completely reimagined. So it makes me wonder, how do you reimagine re designing with code? So, <laughs> Because it doesn't exist? <laughs> well, so I mean, the way I was seeing it was that, um, and... Uh, that's where we're going to see. I might be completely wrong. Um, mm -hmm. But the fun. way I read that at first was that they were going to move even more in the in sketches like area. Mm -hmm. That is like more, even more like taking not only um, the prototyping side of things, but also the, the actual design process. And allowing people hmm. to design with code, literally. Um, so I don't know if that's what they did, um, but that's what it seemed to me from the, the tagline. Okay, uh, in a way, but not really. They are not trying to move into sketch territory. Okay, Framer, famously, uh, is a prototyping tool where you have to code, right? Yeah. That's the way you, you, you interact with Framer. You have to code all of your prototypes, right? Mm -hmm. um, So this designing with code is, it's in a way what you were doing. You were designing a prototype, writing code, right? Right. So they reimagined, but not really. I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel this I like, see that was a on little... the website. <laughs> reimagined, but not really. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a stretch and it's like a very powerful tagline. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's fair. They reimagined in a way. But what it is, is, The framer, like the app, looks pretty much the same. Um, you still have the the text editor on the left. You have the uh, the, the 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 live preview. preview thing, the viewer on the on the right. And but you basically have two new major, pretty awesome features. Mm -hmm. um, so one is so now you can select a layer, uh, okay. and you have a new icon in the gutter, 
And if you click there, you have a whole new set of like WYSIWYG tools where you can basically change all the properties. Like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Yeah, you guys, you listeners, you should <laughs> take a look at the show notes. So that's the problem with podcasts, right? We are we can't really show you stuff. Right. But it's gonna be out by then, so you'll be able to play with it. Okay, so you click on the little icon in the gutter and then it mm-hmm. pops up a sidebar with the different properties. It doesn't really pop because that's where the layer list is. Oh, okay. It just replaces that right. with that. So not only can you, you know, type in the little boxes, position, like type in the values for X and Y um, and size, background, uh, pops up uh, the color picker so you can choose the background. Uh, not only that, but if you take a look on the, the preview, the, the, the live preview, the viewer on the right, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the little handles. So you can just oh, like interesting. drag and, and, and transform all of your layers directly in the viewer, right? Hmm. Well, and first, first time I saw this was like, holy crap, how are they? Because the viewer is like, it's a browser. It's, this is a web page, right? Right. This is all web technology. And at first I was like, holy crap, how are they doing this very complex, you know, transforming and manipulating objects? But then I realized, oh, wait, Figma is on the web. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, if you take a look at the, the little circle uh, inside the dark, gray circle in the, mm. in the inside top left yeah that's that? the little handle for the corner uh, radius okay which is cool. it was i think it's the the most cool way of changing corner radius border radius that i've i've seen mm-hmm. um it doesn't scream corner radius to me but as like a thing <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's cool to be able to change it on the fly yeah yeah. Huh. So how does it work? So when you're changing the values, does it update the code on the left? Yeah, yeah, it does. Huh. Interesting. And if you do like an animation or something, can you do the same? Uh, that's the thing. And, and before I go, I, I talk about that. I just want to talk about the, that second feature, which is pretty major as well. Uh, which is, so before you had to basically write code for everything, mm-hmm. right? You had a little snippets that you could insert. Uh, if you want to, um, but those were not really helpful in a way. <laughs> uh, so right now we have a little uh, insert button on the toolbar on the top, mm-hmm. and you can insert like layers, images, just a background layer, uh, and then states and events, and it will create all the code necessary for you, right? Oh, neat. And so for example, like I think one of the most, uh, the biggest barrier for a new user on Framer, uh, especially someone like a designer who really doesn't have much experience uh, mm-hmm. with code. Like, I think the biggest barrier was that, like, okay, so even if he grasps the concept of, okay, I have to create layers, and then I have to maybe create some states, and then some events, like trigger events and stuff, even if you grasp the concept, even like I sometimes, like, even though I, I'm, I'm pretty used to Framer right now, all the syntax sometimes like oh what's the syntax for that right yeah same for me remember everything right a few times when i'm using it i'm all constantly looking up documentation because i'd never remember yeah yeah and they are like still changing stuff so which doesn't help i I I think it's for a good reason but like before it was um sub layer and stuff i don't remember now it's parent and child Mm. 
so stuff like makes that. Makes sense, still though. Center. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Good I change. think it's good, but it doesn't help when you're trying to <laughs> memorize everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'll go, go out on the limb. So right now we have a little new button called Insert um, on the toolbar, and you can just select that and select layer, background, or you can just say, like, okay, Insert, and this is all through, a, like, a drop-down menus. Mm-hmm. So Insert a new event, and then have a list of all the layers. So say, on this layer... And then you have a list of all the events available, which this is huge. I can never remember <laughs> which <laughs> events can I actually use or not. Right. So you have click, touch, drag, pinch, uh, when the animation stops or ends and stuff like that. Nice. And it just create all the code for you. So it's like it's like a lifesaver, right? It, it doesn't change the power of the tool, right? This is only making it easier. It's basically a use. shortcut to these code samples. Yeah, yeah. But still, like I think, even if you are a hardcore framer user that spends all his life uh, on it, I think this can still be very cool. Like, it, it, I will definitely use this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Even though I had no trouble before, this is just easier, and it's, it's like it's error prone. Like you are not going to mistype um, methods. And yeah, and like I think that. it's going to make it easier to get started. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think that's their biggest uh, focus right now. Mm-hmm. Well, if not, I think it should. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the barrier to from zero to like getting something on the screen is really high right now. Mm-hmm. And then once you're able to like get a basic prototype going, then you're like it's easier to get keep going. But mm-hmm. um, making the the tool easier to use for these people that have never used any prototyping tool before is really important. Um, so it's great that they're tackling that. Yeah. And and I love the fact that this team, the, the Framer team, they are still very, uh, a very small team. I think they mm-hmm. are, what, probably like still less than 10, I assume. I actually don't know right now because they, they've been hiring <laughs> recently. <laughs> so anyway, they are still a small team and their product like, has been very focused. It's not like I don't want to burn anyone else. Like it's not, I'm not bad mouthing other companies i'm just comparing on this particular aspect like take take example envision right envision is a huge team and i don't see they're like maturing very much the product is just like going everywhere like envision's strategy is just do everything do all of it right (laughs) which is a fair strategy right yeah um but again like envision i think it's aimed more at companies they're selling at companies and not really at consumers um but uh yeah even like marvel and all those that i love all those products by the way i don't want i'm not saying that they're bad i'm just saying they have a different um strategy mm-hmm. they are like marvel uh now has a like a sketch like a design editor right and um uh like they are trying to tackle new venues that are still related to prototyping, but they are tackled new venues. In Framer, like it doesn't care about all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> Framer. Well, I uh, think prototyping isn't this. solved yet. <laughs> like, if if you think it you isn't. need to start branching out now, like forget it. There's so many people that could use prototyping in their daily work that still don't because it's too hard. So yeah, making well, them more I don't know if it's is... because it's too hard. I don't know well, about that. Well, not too hard, uh, but I mean, it's from like even just speaking from my experience, like just getting to like 
anything <laughs> I have like this idea in my head and like making it actually work in in framer or any other prototyping tool for that matter mm-hmm. still too hard like it it's it's takes time takes effort or um you can't quite do it because the tool is too limited like there is still way more say, things that prototyping tools can do for us wouldn't you say the same for design tools like uh yeah sketch is easy to use but i can't just like i have one idea of uh, a ui i can't just like pop into sketch and bam it's done you still have to you know draw all of the objects you have to type in all of the text and the labels and distance it's not i don't feel like it's hard it's so just here's the difference for me i don't feel like i'm fighting the tool when i'm working in sketch it's more like trying to figure out what i want to do whereas with prototyping tools sometimes i find that the actual tool is preventing me from doing what i need to do i think that's simply because you're not used to it i can say the same for photoshop you know right i because i'm not used to it i i'm i'm battling against the tool in a way yeah the best tool is the one that you don't think of the tool you want to do something you do it you don't have to think about how am i going to do this what thing should i use where should i click but that's not really like there's no tool that's going to ever be like that out of the box it's just like you have to spend some time in it invest and then the tool starts to disappear because you start being comfortable in it right maybe you're right i mean yeah but i don't think like yeah this whole discussion started uh because like i don't think prototyping tools are like that problem is solved but i don't think like this is a new thing like it's it's not a matured business but it's like in their teens <laughs> you know like we we have a lot of players around um with a lot of different they are they are they are attacking the same problem from different sides you have like a principle and all like timeline based you have flinto and have origami and framer which is from code like a lot of players are tackling the same problem from very different angles which is very interesting mm-hmm. but i think like we got what this is all about now it's just a matter of time that um designers start you know giving it some focus some attention and i to be honest i i I don't think prototyping tools are ever going to be like design tools like it's it comes after it's it's another thing it's not going to be like like should designers learn photoshop or sketch or Mm. whatever illustrator you said we're not going to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna say it but you know what i mean no one asks that should designers know how to use photoshop or sketch or illustrator or design tools Mm. it's like uh yeah that's what designers do so prototyping is not like baked into that it's not like a standard de facto thing that designers need to do right but uh more and more and i again i don't think it will ever be right you know what i mean uh i don't think i don't think it will ever be like i wouldn't say never who knows right okay never say never yeah okay (laughs) this is justin bieber song right (laughs) Whatever. I will never say never. So yeah, where were we going with this? I mean, I don't. 
<laughs> oh, the fact that Framer is focusing on making it easier. Yeah, I think it's great that someone like just dedicated to doing one thing. Like that's the reason I love sketches. Sketches all about helping you create your designs in like a static fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not trying to do everything. It's trying to focus on doing this one thing really well. And I see Framer in the same way. They're focused on prototyping and they're, they want to make the best prototyping experience ever. Um, and I think they still have ways to go there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, by no means, I think uh, Framer is at the level of like proficiency and ease of use that sketch is. And I think ultimately that's, that's the end goal, whether it's with code or it's with like a more of a WYSIWYG thing, who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. like the code approach really is interesting because I think framer is one of the only ones in that going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is pros and cons of that approach. I find that the ones that go with, the more WYSIWYG approach is usually way more limited, yeah. uh, but easier to use when you're just starting out. Um, so I think it will be interesting to see how they converge together. And one of the big downsides of all these uh, WYSIWYG editors is I often find myself m- like missing these um, like code things um, that are in a tool <laughs> like Framer. Like mm-hmm. being able to do an if statement or like right. doing a loop or something like that, you know, and they're yeah. just basics of any programming language. Um, so, but I think they might start to converge. Like they even, even started already in Framer. Mm-hmm. You can now uh, edit the properties with a like WYSIWYG editor, you could say like yeah, sure, it's sure, it's yeah. a more f- user-friendly interface so i th- i don't think it's necessarily mutually exclusive i think you can have a part that's powered by code and a part that is um like friendlier to use and easier mm-hmm. to, to get started um but here's here's just to finish this uh, i don't want to drag this for too long um here's the reason that i i'm a really believer in framer Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're they're the best to be honest. Like if you're looking yeah, for a prototyping the reason tool, that I think they will succeed or are more likely to succeed, and I mean it, it's not like a only one winner game. Like a lot of company, products can succeed, but the 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 reason that I put my trust in it is because you have a lot of prototyping tools that started out with being simple, simple and easy to use, right? But they are very limited. And their job is to keep the simplicity while adding more power, more capability, and extending the tool, right? Mm. Framer is like, they started out like you can do basically everything and anything, right? right? But it's very hard to use. You have to code. You have to learn your stuff. But their job is, okay, now we, we have this that can do everything. Now how we make it like progressively making it easier to use. I think that's an easier thing to do than the other way around. Like adding complexity while keeping things simple and easy to use. That's like, it It doesn't compute for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's an interesting question. Is it easier to add more features and more flexibility? Or is it easier to simplify something that's too complicated? Air quotes, <laughs> by the way. Like I'm not saying Framer is too complicated right. necessarily. But... Um, yeah, I really don't know. 
I feel like, hmm, you think it's simpler to to make things easier to understand as you go along than adding new features and possibilities? I think it's easier to simplify something that is complex than to complicate something that is simpler while keeping it simple. Does it make sense? Right. Does it make sense? Like adding stuff while keeping simple. Huh. I didn't give this much thought, but... Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with that actually. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of reasons why though. Like how how do you explain it? That it's easier to make something that's already complex simpler than to take something that's really simple and make it make it more powerful. Think think of it this way. What do you think it's easier for you as a designer to do? Design this web page that the goal is to keep it like clean and and you know easy to read and all would you prefer to be given like here here are all the things that you need to have you need to have all these pictures all these blocks of text all of these links all this now design it or do you think it would be easier to here's just three things and then oh here's another thing and oh here's two more things right while keeping it so it's clean. more about like knowing all the different possibilities and then once you have that knowledge of everything that your tool needs to do which is something that like a smart move for for a prototyping tool right because it's mm-hmm. still very new and we don't know exactly how it should be yet right um so keeping your options open and seeing what people do with them once you have kind of that knowledge and that like basic experience of what what people are doing with it, then it's much easier to figure out a solution of, okay, how do we make things that people are already doing easier and faster and better? Uh, Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Really cool. But but this is a cool... I never thought about this. Question. Yeah, we we should... Maybe we can can talk about this in a later show. Yeah, yeah, totally. In depth. Yeah, I need when to you think can actually, more about you this. know, we have time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, just so is that it? To go back to go back to the features. Well, that's that's the thing. I have this, I have this build for. I play with it for like an hour or two, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have even release notes. So, but like these are the obvious main features, I would say. <laughs> right. But uh, when it actually comes out, when which basically. It's now, if you are listening. Um, well, maybe more stuff uh, has been revealed that I, given the short amount of time I had to play with it, I hadn't realized it was there. But if that's the case, we can always follow up on the next, uh, next episode. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah. But just to, again, just to sum it up in a way, given these two features... Um, and when you couple it together, like I just found it was so much easier to do everything. So I'm going to paint you this word. It's not a picture, but it's a word flow. <laughs> Imagine this, okay? Um, you click one button, you insert a new layer. You manipulate it directly on the canvas and set all the properties, background photo, all of the, like the shape properties, right? Then you click on the, ne- the new button, insert a new state. And on that state, you just basically take your shape and change it, making it bigger and transform it in 3D, right? Do all that. Mm-hmm. But you are editing that uh, with a week, but that's like you are editing the state, right? Right. 
And then you click on another button, insert, and you say insert a new action. So when you double click on this, change states. So we did all of this without writing a single line of code. Yeah. Where you can you have one object, you double click on it, or whatever you wanna wanna action you wanna do, and it changes. And you did all of those changes in in a WYSIWYG environment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So have you tried it yet on something real? Uh well <laughs> I don't know what's real anymore. Uh, no, I mean, not on a real project. I, I purposely didn't want to like open an older project in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and it's still in beta. And again, it was like one hour. I was, just, I was just playing with these features, really. So no, not okay. really. I haven't like stressed it out. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can follow up in the next episode or the one after. Um, oh yeah, we definitely of, will. Like yeah. what it's like in actual use. I already have one project that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's no, like it's not news, and it, like I I have this app on the App Store, which is like a companion app for Framer for mm-hmm. iOS, where you can just like see your prototype on, on your iPhone. Anyway, yep. So I I had this idea like, hmm, what about I just use. Like I can prototype some new ideas for frames uh, in Framer. How meta? <laughs> meta? Meta? Um, but then, like, I got new ideas for a new UI, so I jumped into Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I spent, like, three hours in Sketch. And then, like, so I had this idea to use in Framer, but I ended up just designing UI in Sketch. I feel so. like that's such a designer thing to do. Like, like oh, I just want to add, like, this one feature, and then you end up redesigning the whole app. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much exactly that, actually. <laughs> like, well, so yeah, I call them accidental redesigns. It's like I couldn't couldn't help it. <laughs> I had, had to redesign it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that was it. Uh, again, we're gonna follow up uh, on the next episode, and uh, I don't know. Maybe you can, if anything major in like everything we said was a lie. <laughs> Um, we can follow up uh, on Twitter as well. So uh, follow us on Twitter just so you can get all of our follow-ups there. Sweet. So yeah, thumbs up, huge thumbs up. Um, again, even though I'm super excited about this and I love all the new features, I wouldn't call it the reimagined framer, right? Yeah, like it seems like if you're going to put a countdown on your website... Better be a huge departure from what you already have. Uh, it's it's more of a marketing thing to create buzz, I think. Yeah, and it's fair. Again, it's it's fair. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> but just to compare it to Sketch for a minute, like there mm-hmm. is Sketch three point seven, which adds major new feature. If it seems like it's on the same level, like they they're adding fundamental new features, but it's not like a point oh release. Mm. So yeah, but you know what? Know. Now they have this weird uh, versioning numbers, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So I don't know. yeah, I mean, so if you are not aware of what I'm like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, we mentioned this in an older episode, I think. So Framer, um, they decided they're not going to do like major releases, like you know, Framer two, Framer three. Um, 
what they're going to do in their business model uh, is because that's how you usually do in software, right? So you charge for one major version, then all the point releases, smaller versions are free. And then because you need to make money, <laughs> um, you wait and you pack a lot of new features into one single release and call it, uh, you know, 2.0 or something. Um, so they decided they're not going to do that. What they're going to do instead is um, they charge for a year of of free updates. So if you pay a license on Framer right now, which I think it's uh, 99 bucks, I think, so you're going to get a full year of updates and they are not going to like wait on some features so they can pack it all together in one bundle and call it a new version. What they're going to do is as soon as they have cool features, they're going to ship it, right? And yeah, that license lasts you a whole year uh, worth of updates. And when that year is up, uh, it's not that you can't use it anymore, so it's not like a subscription. What happens is you are not going to get any more updates, but it still works what you have by the point. So with that said, it's... Like, this is as close as they get with a new, like, very fresh version, I think. Um, so, yeah, man, it's fair enough. It, it's it's cool. It's fun. And they just, they're just taking the risk of disappointing people, uh, which is a real risk. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I think that's, it was cool. Thumbs up. Cool. Oh, and by the way, if uh, you like Framer <laughs> or you are curious about uh, this, whole new thing uh i am just about to or just did <laughs> i don't know how podcast <laughs> timeline works uh, <laughs> to post a new episode on sketchcasts where i basically go through these features and i show it to them like in action so uh, it's a free episode so you just click on a link in the show notes i'm going to put there somewhere over there uh click there and watch my screencast uh, overview of framers new features so yay Yay. So you have a rant. I do have a rant. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to well put my seated. old man hat. Old man hat. Okay. All right. And uh, when you say putting your old man hat, I imagine <laughs> a, a Donald Trump hat. Oh, no. <laughs> make, oh, my God. That's terrible. Make no. Apple Music great again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put on your old oh, man, man hat. <laughs> oh, that should be our show title. We can have like a Photoshop of you <laughs> with a make the happy music great again hat. Yeah, you should Photoshop that hats. That'd be hilarious. The Photoshop hat. I would if I, I had Photoshop. Know. Oh right. <laughs> well, I I have Affinity Designer. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway. I think I have a Pixelmator. Oh yeah, I also have that. Which I never use. Yeah, the keyboard sh shortcuts are so weird in Pixelmator. That's that's the worst. Pixelmator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay, so uh, let's let's get on with this friend. I I think hope this is going to be short. Okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting you spending so much time on Framer. So, here's the thing. Uh, I love slash hate streaming music services or music streaming services, hmm. whatever you say it. So when you say hate, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like uh, in general as a concept or the implementation of them? Oh, no, I hate them because they're not as good as I would want them to be. Like, okay, maybe not hate. Well, no, but the idea is I good, right? 
uh, of streaming music? Oh, no, no, no. The, yeah, that's not even in discussion. I love right. that. I'm okay, all for cool. that. And I love that thing. But what I... I, I I just hate them sometimes, and because I'm so frustrated with them. Like, be good, stop, and be perfect, please. And it's like I love music. It's like super important to me. I played music. I I I've been I don't want to say a music nerd, but I it's very important to me. So it's like it's almost ever like the my most used app either on the Mac or on the iPhone. It's usually my music streaming or whatever the my music player right what even more than tweetbot well uh okay uh yeah maybe because it's playing on the background like even though i'm not interacting with it wow yeah dude you have cool. no idea like i i start a day on my mac and i hit play um, oh yeah 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 same here right so it's constantly and when i'm not on my mac i am sure either podcast or play music but mm. It's always something playing, right? Yeah. So it's super I mean, important. I, I guess you're always playing music, but for me, it's uh, something I absolutely need to design. <laughs> If I'm going to be designing something, I need music like blasting mm. super loud. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> the only instances where I don't have music playing is when I'm editing podcasts, I'm editing video, mm. which has been a lot of my right. time. <laughs> And it, make, it makes me crazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I don't have music, but I'm when I'm editing this podcast, I can't like spend long stretches of time editing a podcast. I I literally cannot be on a computer on Logic more than twenty thirty minutes at a time. I have to do a break and do something else. I can't. I, mm. It bores me to death. <laughs> I don't know what is. And anyway, I'm like sidetracked. listening to yourself speak is the worst thing ever yeah yeah so. and not only it's myself speaking and all i just had that conversation like <laughs> right hours ago right <laughs> anyway yep going back to the rent let's not lose focus Kevin, <laughs> please uh, sorry i'm just kidding so music streaming services whatever uh, famously i loved audio i miss it dearly I miss it so much, man. Uh, <laughs> I still don't quite understand what was so great about it. Maybe you can tell you me. Never, you don't understand, man. You had to live it. You had to be there. I, I was there. I don't want to go back to that. Because uh, there was nothing better. But now if there you, is. If you make me get started on audio, this is going to be the longest <laughs> show ever. So let's uh -oh. not. But <gasps> this just to say that I, since streaming music has been a thing uh i've been jumping around apps and services like forever like i mm -hmm. i never settle on an app or a service um right be because before streaming i had itunes and that was it but when streaming i started with spotify and then i i tried audio fell in love and then it started getting performance wise started getting pretty bad and then i tried beats music and then i tried spotify again and then when apple music And then I tried, this is now, I tried going back to Spotify. And now I'm like, there's really only two players, Spotify or Apple Music, really. Right, yeah. So the competition is getting, like, it's getting short, right? You have two players right now. You see the Spotify yeah. or Apple Music, really. If you think there's something else, either we are not really talking about the same thing. <laughs> no. Uh, or yeah. you're just weird. Uh, anyway, right, Kevin? Um, so just to say that, like I have, I'm getting so close. It's just either this one or that one. Pick one and be done with it, right? 
So I want one of them to be super good. That doesn't make me want to switch to the other one. That's fair, right? Yeah, or you could want both to be good. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. But if they are both so good in different things, I will always be tempted to switch to the other one, right? And I don't want to use two services. Right. And yeah, I just one of them. Either they're both good, but one of them satisfies me completely, like my user needs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm a little bit biased towards Apple Music just because if I could not use third-party software i prefer that just for simplicity yep. in my life same here okay so i'm a little bit so i want to root for apple music but uh it sucks so okay now <laughs> beginning of my rant okay so <laughs> on that bombshell today i don't know if you saw my tweets today i started at this uh like a new gym i just moved cities recently so i signed up uh, for this gym or health club or whatever super fancy things there are now which is crazy anyway that's another rant uh, right get out my lawn youth I feel like we're gonna be here for a long time no no, no it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fast so uh i <laughs> started at the gym and i haven't been in the gym for a long time actually okay and i kind of missed it like i like going to the gym but i stopped because reasons mm-hmm. because i slept five hours so <laughs> Um, I want to like, I want that. I want to, you know, pick a playlist and getting pumped and you are exercising. I like that thing. Mm. So <laughs> it came to the moment where I have, okay, I'm going to use Apple music or Spotify. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm rooting for Apple music. So remember we talked about last episode, the Taylor Swift ad. Yep. Right. I want that in my life. So <laughs> let's do that. So you want to be Taylor Swift. I wanted to be Taylor Swift on a treadmill for <laughs> for half an hour in my life. All right. So I tried to replicate the ad. I got on the treadmill. <laughs> I I went to Apple Music, um, what do you call it, activities or in moods or whatever, and then run. And you know what? The screen is not the same screen as the ad. So right off the bat, I was like, huh, they are like, they tricked me. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> and by the way, the menus, Apple Music, the UI is awful. Is Why would the activity playlists be in the new section? Anyway, that's so separate. The, the new section is basically all. <laughs> yeah, it's everything. <laughs> everything that it isn't for you. Yep. Which is stupid. So I never liked Apple Music's UI. And don't get me started on iTunes. So I tried to replicate that and it wasn't the same UI as the ad and I started getting pissed. And I, I remember, I actually remembered the name of the playlist that was in the ad. It was hashtag gym flow. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked and it wasn't there. And then I tried to, I tried to search for it and I couldn't find it. Uh, then I added the hashtag or whatever. I, I was running on a treadmill, by the way. <laughs> so not a great experience. So I finally found the playlist and I started. I played it. It was, okay, whatever, fine. Uh, And then I tried, you know what? Probably Spotify is pretty good. Let's just test Spotify. So I opened Spotify. I hate that hamburger icon, which I know that either they're testing the tab bar, but or they're A-B testing or whatever, but I don't have it. So I hate that huge hamburger menu thing with (laughs) With huge typeface. And huge, the text over there is huge. (laughs) Anyway, so I open Spotify like, okay, let's try Spotify. So you go to browse 
you go to genders and moods, you select running, and then it says Spotify running, start running, and the music matches your tempo. Mm. Did you know about this? Yeah, yeah, I saw that go by. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing a video like a year or two yeah. ago, but I never actually used it. So not only that, which is like they are going <laughs> to match your tempo with the music, which is awesome, mm. uh, but it has like recommended for you playlists. And if you know like Discovery Weekly from Spotify, it's like it's like God magic. It's, it's thing, magic. Wizards. It's so good. It's, it's amazing. So this is like, imagine this is like a, like a Discovery Weekly for running. For you. Mm. Super awesome. I'm in love. Yeah, this is awesome. I open it. I start playing it. Um, it takes a while for, for it to track your tempo, so you have to run uh, for a while in silence, which is oh, awkward. in silence? Really? They couldn't play well, just any song? Um, well, I didn't try to play something and then play that mm. the running feature. Right. Well, maybe. Anyway, okay, maybe. Um, but then it tracks your tempo, and it gets music's like it, it starts playing music exactly to your, to your tempo that it's awesome nice so here i am a happy spotify user despite its ui uh <laughs> on a treadmill not feeling like taylor swift but feeling pretty happy <laughs> almost yeah almost uh, and then uh i have this workout on my apple watch which is another thing i was pretty excited to try out mm -hmm. i'm a nerd uh, you know, because I never really use the work. So you're just working out to try out new tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell my personal trainer. Uh, I don't have a personal trainer. <laughs> That's what um, I was going to so ask. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. Uh, so then I, I was on the Apple Watch with the workout thing. And it was pretty cool. And then I decided to play a new playlist or whatever because I, I at this point I was off the treadmill, mm -hmm. uh, and I decided to use the Hey Siri thing, like Hey Siri, uh, play this playlist or whatever. And you know where this is going? Yes. <laughs> and I decided, oh, fuck, uh, <laughs> Siri is not going to play anything from Spotify, only from Apple Music. Which uh, and it's like I was in the gym for like two hours, mm -hmm. frustrated the entire time <laughs> because I couldn't pick a streaming music service and with that we get to the end of my rant is that uh, your your new excuse like oh we go to the gym but i don't know which streaming music <laughs> service to use <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's pretty pretty good taking laziness to a new level <laughs> exactly no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, this is a real problem man i know right <laughs> So what's your problem with, with uh, Spotify? It seems like you like the UI way better, even though it still has its own problems. Mm -hmm. And you like the music selection better and playlists and stuff like that. So why not use that? The cons of Spotify is the catalog, even though like playlists and uh, the Discovery Weekly and all that, it's way better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have... Most exclusive, it doesn't have Taylor Swift, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't have, like, the, the catalog is still shorter than, than Apple's. Right. Um, then, major one, it doesn't have, like, tight integration with the OS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a big and one. The, and their UI is like, yeah, I prefer Spotify's UI as to Apple Music and, uh, and iTunes. It's like, I know Apple can do better. I don't, like, come on, it's not hard to make 
a better UI than Spotify. Yeah, like you know Something. how when they came out with Apple Music, they said um, that oh, we're gonna make like the like screw algorithmic playlists. They're gonna be made by humans, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be great, and gonna be way better. Um, and in reality, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> like, yeah, Apple's mu- music playlists are really terrible. Well, at least for me, like I've. Every time I want to try Apple Music playlists, it's like they seem to not update very often. Mm-hmm. It's usually, it's like songs that came out like six months ago. Um, yeah, the for you section is oh. the same. <laughs> so for you should be renamed to not for you. Like <laughs> it really is like pure garbage. Like it's so bad. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand. Like you have all the information. Like you know exactly what songs I'm listening to. Like there's no way like you couldn't make an algorithm to recommend good songs to me. No I, algorithms, I man. Natural organic playlists. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Um so that's terrible. Um on the plus side though, I kind of like the playfulness of Apple Music's UI. Hmm. I love the colors and how everything looks. It seems very superficial, but I don't know. It plays like kind of a big role for me and like me keeping using Apple Music. Sure. Yeah, I I can see that. It just looks nice. I like I like the look of the app. Um, I don't like the flow and I don't like how things are organized, but I like how it looks. Um, Mm -hmm. and another thing that Apple music does better than Spotify is, um, having songs that you have gotten from somewhere else. Look, I know you can like sync Spotify by plugging it to your computer and like doing all that sort of stuff. Mm. I never, ever want to plug my phone in my computer and. Oh yeah. That's, that's bullshit. That's not even there. Apple music just works. Like I, uh, <laughs> a little while ago, I bought the Adele album because it's not on any streaming music services. It just, it just shows up on my phone. It, it appears when I search. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is what I want. Um, and like you said, it works with Siri. It works nicely with Apple watch. Um, and. Oh, and Apple TV, like Spotify doesn't have an Apple watch or Apple TV app, which is bananas in my opinion. Right. <laughs> So but it's on PlayStation, where I never like, use it. I I really just want Apple Music to get to be better. <laughs> you think we're gonna see something at WWDC about that? Maybe with the with the OS. I think we're gonna well, see OS an iTunes improvement. Um, hmm. I don't know how if the app the iOS app is gonna get better or not. Um, well, it's iOS ten. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? I I would hope so, certainly. Um, but there's just so many things I feel like about Apple Music that were wrong assumptions. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever used the Connect tab? <laughs> no. <laughs> like it's it's useless, right? Like yeah. When when you look at it, you you discover that artists post shitty content, really. <laughs> I don't want to see like your backstage pictures. Sorry. And it has the same uh, the same spotlight, at least the same space as my music, 
for example. Yeah, but you you know what I want? Like they they were so close. There, it's like yeah. What if you could follow all your artists and be on top of what's new from them, right? So, but what they went with was like some sort of Twitter clone. But instead, what they should have done is just a feed of when they put out new songs. That's all I want, right? <laughs> like all the artists I'm interested in, I want to know when they put out put out a new album. Mm-hmm. That's what Connect should have been, but it's not. Instead, it's a yeah, huge feed. It like I can't keep up with all of this. I follow I don't know how many how many artists because I listen to a lot of music. Yeah, and the last thing I think it's stupid and bananas that app, like you can't share playlists really like on Apple Music. Like you can't search for user made playlists, which is a huge thing on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like you can search for whatever really, and there's a ton of playlists made by users. Yeah, that's pretty major you can follow those playlists you can all you can do all that so uh in like apple music doesn't have any social aspects like on spotify for the better like the good or the worst but you can see what your friends are playing which is sometimes cool sometimes creepy uh <laughs> most you can of the time see creepy. what they're playing what <laughs> creepy most of the time <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> then you get you get uh ashamed of some music like you know, <laughs> from private mode and so like i don't um, know one to know one that thing I was that into. drives me nuts about apple music is how the heart is like the most important thing that they have mm-hmm. it's like why like i never ever want to have heart stuff why why would i do mm-hmm. i do that well to let the service know what you like and don't like this is so anyway frustrating. let's, let's move on this that. is you know what would be way better than a heart icon next to everything? A f***ing plus icon to add it to my library. Something I do all the time. You like, don't have that? No, oh, no, you have, have to click on the little uh, yeah. the ellipses. Yeah. Thing. It's like, why bury the, the action you do all the time? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to hard the service to let them know what I listen to. Cause <laughs> and then there's no way for you to see which songs you've hearted. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Anyway, let, let's, let's move on. This is getting long show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we have Facebook Live in the show notes. And I've, <laughs> I told you about it in the intro, but I'm just realizing Facebook Live is like, Facebook made a Periscope. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play with and it. S- but some things about it are really funny. <laughs> Like, you know how on Periscope you can uh, send hearts mm-hmm. by tapping on the screen mm-hmm. and they go like um, on a like vertical From bottom to top yeah, line. Well, on Facebook Live, they go horizontal. <laughs> it's like they went to like great lengths to like copy it, but not quite. <laughs> Just do something a little bit different. Um, yeah. I think this is the classic thing from Facebook, which is it. it's not like groundbreaking. We've seen this, but their implementation is top-notch as always. Like it works flawlessly. I haven't heard of any bugs or system crashing or whatever. It works perfect. Like implementation on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks good. They made some, yeah. some design decisions different from Periscope, which they kind of had to, but... Um, 
it's like <laughs> Facebook, they have the best design team in the world, I think. And what they do, they do well. But it's not really super interesting for me, most of the things. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see the decisions that they're making, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is, this is, it's obvious that they had to be in this space, right? Mm. Twitter was dominating the live stream thing. And they had to be, yeah. they have to be on that game. Mm. So, yeah, I think that they should be. Yeah, they should do this, and and they've done it. And uh, yeah, done. Next. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, oh, Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. <laughs> Can I insert a bunch of sound effects, please? Of course. Hey, dude, like you're editing. <laughs> Do it. Like this one. And this one. You see what I did there? And Can't wait. And this one. Can I, can I, can you do like impressions of Star Wars sound effects? I can't. I would have to scream and my neighbors is pretty late now. <laughs> well, you can do Chewbacca really well. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly what I was saying. <laughs> okay. So Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I rebel. I rebel. It's a new product from Apple. Uh, it's coming out in three different colors, rose gold and <laughs> I rebel. So if you haven't seen the trailer, well, if you don't like Star Wars or you don't care about Star Wars, thanks. This was a show. Uh, I'll see you next week. Uh, but if you do, you probably got that one hater guy <laughs> on, on designer news that hates Star Wars. No, yeah, sorry, sorry. Promise... he called it that dumb space movie. <laughs> <laughs> so if the dumb space movie guy is listening, uh, I would love for you to reach out to us on Twitter. <laughs> Just say, hey, space war, dumb space war movie. Anyway, so yeah, a new trailer came out. Uh, what do you think about it? We're going to be, it's going to be short. <clears throat> All right, um, so do you want to introduce this for real? Because I'm really bad at summarizing stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay, I'm going to assume most of you have seen, but I'm going to summarize the movie in one sentence. It's a movie. It's coming out in December, as it looks like all Star Wars movies are going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. December <laughs> is Star Wars month. <laughs> uh, so this is the first Star Wars movie that is not part of a Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. So famously, you have episode uh, for four, five, six, then one to three. Now we have last year we had episode seven, and we know we're going to have a trilogy. So there is going to be episode eight and nine. But this is like a spin-off movie uh, in the same universe as Star Wars. But the fact that it's not part of a trilogy um, gives directors the the freedom in a way to do something different mm-hmm. because if you want to do a star wars movie in like an episode of star wars you're gonna have to do some you have to follow some very basic rules in a way like it has to feel like a star wars movie you need a death this, star <laughs> in this uh in this spin-off movie you're kind of free so uh from what we've heard this one is going to be like a war movie a more maybe a more adults uh more would you would you agree that's what it says I, i'm getting but uh anyway it's called rogue one so but um uh, does it yeah. 
ties to the actual Star Wars story, though, right? It's not complete, completely separate. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's part of right. the storyline. Uh, right. Actually, pr- plays the plot of this plays a huge Im- part of of the storyline. So, so the basic gist of the plot is so famously the the events that um, kicked off um, uh, a new hope episode four is if you remember when um, the Imperials track down Leia that she she has the plans of death uh, of the Death Star right mm-hmm. that she's going to yep. deliver to the rebel. Yep. To the rebel base, whatever. So this movie is, we're going to see how the rebels got their hands on those plans. That's it. So we're going to see some rebels snatching up that star plans. Do you think we're going to see a young Leia? Well, uh, I hope not. <laughs> because this movie is like, it's very, very close to the timeline of A New Hope. I think it's like months or a few years before. Right. Right? It's very, very close. So... If they if they show a young Leia, it's like it's it's not like oh this was Leia when she was four and it's of course it's not going to be the same actress, but you know if they cast someone other than Carrie Fisher to play Leia, I don't know. It's I guess they could CGI her. Oh please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I agree. I hope they don't do that. <laughs> no. Well, you know what. Something that for sure they, they need to show, and it's very easy to cast, just like Chewbacca, because he has a suit, is Darth Vader. I mean, he definitely mm. has to play a big part in this movie. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, I have, like, good points and bad points about this trailer. Um, mm-hmm. So... I knew that the this movie was coming a um, long time ago. Um, it was announced, I think, around the same time as the um, the like actual Star Wars movie. Real yeah, one. we do have yeah we do have a timeline. Like we know next year is going to be Episode uh, Eight. Then next year we're going to have the Han Solo thing, and then the year after is Episode Nine. So we do have a pretty long roadmap. Right. Um, so I already knew. What the gist of the plot was, I already knew that like it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw the, the the trailer this morning. You <laughs> uh, sent me a link um, very early. I, I was even before Twitter. I think um, got it. So uh, it was very good. Um, so first thing you see, another woman lead. Yeah, that's like I put that in my thumbs up column. It was great. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. Looking forward to it. Like I was really hoping that Star Wars wasn't just gonna do like the one woman lead because we sort of have to. Yeah, shut up Let, the fans. No, like the, well, not the fans. Shut up the critics. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I like this, and she looks badass. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and she's awesome. I don't know who she is. Um, oh, it's um. Felicity Jones, I think she played the um, the Theory of Everything. Okay, you seen the movie, the the Stephen Hawkins? She played the, the the wife. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Um. So I guess it, she is she well known then or. Is uh, that... 
it's not like uh, as uh, obscure actors like uh, like the Force Awakens, like Finn and Ray. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I really I think like she's nominated actually for Oscars in, in Star Wars. I all I want is unknown actors. <laughs> <laughs> like in this trailer, you see uh, Ferris with Taker, and as soon as I saw his face, I was like taken off the the story. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I hate seeing well-known actors in Star Wars movies because it just feels like they're real people. It distracts <laughs> it's weird, you, cause, I mean, breaks the illusion. It doesn't happen in any other movie, but in Star Wars, it seems like they should be their character in a way. <laughs> like, That's good. That's, uh, I never thought of it. Yeah, it's like Darth Vader is finally taking off his mask and it's like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. no. I feel like Star Wars movies should have actors that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and so I just learned that maybe she's more well-known, but I did not know her at all, so it was perfect for me. Um, well, but Adam Driver as Kylo Ren... Like yeah, I knew him the general thing, the guy. I didn't like. Well yeah. well. I didn't like Adam Driver. Oh, I love Adam Driver. I haven't watched a lot of his other stuff, but yeah, I don't. Know. Hey, do you watch Girls? No, Not I in don't. a creepy way, but the TV show Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't watch it. Well, I watched like half of an episode and really didn't get into mm. it. So, yeah. Well, I, I I love that show. And Adam Driver plays an amazing character. So that's that's where I knew mm-hmm. him from. Right. Um. Anyways, this is not about Kylo Ren. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. So, and the second thing I had in my uh, plus column was um, the music. I was like reminiscent of star wars but slightly different and the Mm -hmm. sound Mm -hmm. effects were really nice like i think it gave like a good pace to the trailer yeah um and that's pretty much where my uh, things i liked about the trailer end so i'm gonna be completely honest Uh, i'm still in the uh holy cow i can't believe this is happening i'm so excited right (laughs) i mean i'm really happy that there's a new star wars movie v2 like yeah the more Star Wars movies, the better. But here's what I liked. It's the first time we're seeing a Star Wars movie in a different way. Even the trailer, it was very Is alien-ish. You know, the, the, you know the, have you seen the trailer for Alien, the original Alien? Probably sometimes, but like I don't remember. Because the Alien trailer, you have that classic scream. Yeah. That keeps on looping. It's, it creates a very tense yeah. atmosphere. The creepy tense, yeah, right. I did not feel that in the Star Wars trailer, but on a Star Wars trailer, yeah, okay, it's not a trailer for a horror movie, right? But you have that scream from the ATAT. That keeps like the urgency. It, I hear that, and not only because of the movie Star Wars movies, but from Battlefront, the the video game that I've been playing like like a crazy person, uh, <laughs> and like that is like the alert for the Imperials. Like shit's gonna go down, and 
yeah, they keep looping that sound effect. And when I saw ATATs, like the huge walkers, right, shooting at the rebels, like that was like a battlefront, like the video game in a movie, and just made me even more excited. So it's like I'm so excited because of what it is a Star Wars movie in a different approach mm-hmm. with all of the familiar classic, you know, the timeline, like it's the classic stormtrooper uh, outfits, uh, all the rebels. It's like, like an, it's not a new thing. It's like, what do you know? And you are familiar with all of the weapons and stormtroopers and ATTs that you love in a different approach to Star Wars universe. And it looks pretty similar to the video game that you are crazy about. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, I agree with you. Like, I'm excited about a new Star Wars movie. Like I, like I told you. Mm-hmm. But I have to be objective about it, though. Like, yeah. Treat you should because I as, can't right now. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I think it's the emo- like the emotional side <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of me oh, that like, is like, oh my god, a new Star Wars movie, um, and I'm automatically excited for it. But just separating Star Wars from the actual trailer. Mm-hmm. I think this is not the best trailer ever. Um, oh yeah, well yeah, I give that. It's, it's so, not. It's definitely not. So let's start by just what happens in the trailer. I <laughs> I find that <laughs> the trailer it basically is the premise of the movie. Right? It walks mm-hmm. you through everything. It's like oh we need to we need someone to get the plans. Um, we need like this rebel um and then you see her then accept the mission and run towards something um and then the trailer ends right yeah she has to infiltrate the death star or ship or imperial ship or whatever right and at the end you see her probably in the death star probably Uh, and you also see uh it looks like a sith someone in a black robe Mm mm-hmm which first I thought, oh, that's Vader. But then I thought, no, Vader doesn't have a robe. And then I, yeah, I see does. you see the two. Vader hmm? has a robe. Oh, no, over his cape. head, you mean? Yeah, he has a cape, not yeah. a robe. Right, right, um, right. So, but then you see in that same shot, you see the two uh, Imperial Guards of uh, Emperor Guards, the, the Red Guards. Mm-hmm. It's the Emperor's personal guard. Uh, so I thought, oh, so that's the Emperor. But then he kneels, and the emperor doesn't kneel to anyone, so that's not the emperor. So I don't know who that dude is. Maybe it's uh-huh. Vader and whatever he was called or something. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That intrigued me, and we've seen a bunch of uh, new faces. But yeah, so I think the um, the trailer is very predictable. It feels like if I told you what the plot of the movie was, and I told you to make a trailer for it. This is exactly like the safe trailer. Like, this is, we're gonna just say like what's going on, and like this is exactly what I imagined. It's better than the ones that spoiled everything. Like, a trailer would be. I have, I had, I had, but I mean, I had zero surprises watching this trailer. And I'm not only taking talking about spoilers. Like, I, I don't want spoilers. I want mm-hmm. questions. I want to be look at this and be like, "Holy crap, what's gonna happen?" I'm like, That's "Oh, fair. what is this? What's this thing?" And I didn't have that. By the way, this is they call this the teaser trailer. Does that mean anything? Uh, okay. yeah. So that means there's gonna be a more more spoiler heavy trailer coming. 
this like it didn't make me more excited about the movie that I was. It like it just confirmed like oh yeah okay this is it that that's that's what the story was like I that's everything I knew already. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing that exciting about it. Like I don't know. It just seemed like a very standard, boring, safe choice and okay that's fair. i think if you fair compare enough. it to the jj abram trailer uh for the new star wars movie that was so much better it's like oh my god what happened like what's what's going on what's all this like who are these characters whereas in this trailer it feels like we know who all these people are we know what's gonna happen and we know how it ends so like really like there isn't much left to imagination there right but this is like you know the plot of this one you knew nothing about the plot of the force awakens sure but i mean it's the trailer's role to kind of make me give a hint at okay what you think is gonna happen isn't mm-hmm. really gonna happen this way or you know what i mean it yeah, wasn't I hinting yeah. to anything it was just the obvious thing to do yeah um and that's why I didn't really like it. Um, the dialogues were quite bad. Uh, <laughs> was yeah, the deliveries I, were a bit weak. Yeah, it wasn't very strong. Um, it's like, she says, this is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. <laughs> like, Boom. Wow. Mic drop. But I mean, it's like just so like, <laughs> the most like basic dialogue ever yeah it it just i had flashback of the prequels when i heard that i was like oh god like i've been burned before you know you know what this is a prequel have you thought about I, that i know well that's that's what i realized i was like yeah. holy crap this is a prequel and <laughs> maybe maybe prequels are just like all always bad like that's that's the one thing i was wondering like is there has there ever been a prequel that was good like I, off the top of my head like i can't come up with anyone that was that was really good um i can't think of one but i mean yeah i think like on dialogue wise there's there's like a lot of things they could have done better yeah this could be a good movie but the trailer didn't make me more or less excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of meh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started thinking about, you know, how some movies, the trailer is really awesome. And then the movie actually kind of sucks when you see it. Mm-hmm. But it rarely is the opposite where the trailer is kind of meh, but the, f- the movie ends up being amazing. So then that got me worried again. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to go watch it as soon as it comes out in the theaters of course. for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, it feels like there's not a lot new there to expect. I don't know. I have a mixed Let's, see. Let's wait more three months for a new trailer and then uh, we can talk about it later. All right. We are yeah. running long. We should probably end this. Um, so thanks uh, everyone for listening for tuning in uh, we're going to be back next week uh, if you want to find all of the show notes all of the pictures and the framer screenshots and all that that we talked about uh, you can probably see it in the podcast app that you are <laughs> listening this in uh, or you can go to layout.fm and check out all of the 
show notes there and uh, all the past episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. And on their Twitter bio, there's like links for our own personal Twitter account. So if you want to be uh, a darling, uh, you can always follow us. <laughs> Give us a follow back and reach out to us. If you have any like topic suggestions, something that you would like... Uh, you would like us to, you know, would like to hear our take on it, or just like, you know, uh, creating interesting discussions. We are always open to that. There's, you can contact us either by Twitter or you can click on the, on our website. There's something Did there where you can click. click. <laughs> <laughs> There's something there where you can click that uh, it will get in touch with us. It's so a link, yeah, not a button. Okay. We need to have a, a proper debate at some point. Okay, episode 100. It's oh, all God, about no. link versus button. And uh, yeah. Okay, thanks so much. All right. uh, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>